It is Jim Cren, no restrictions, with John Vento and Jim Petolsky, our engineer yeah. and producer. We are having such a great time. John has joined the show. I love doing this show. I've done well over 200 episodes. I think maybe 250. I'll get the final count. Jim's going to... I finally have a great... Pro I, well, I had great producers. I did. I did but Jimmy's... A, a different cat he's got he comes from a different uh, uh just a major yeah. league producer he's a big league sound guy it's a like big league music yeah guy. it's like having i can't it's like a World major class. League. Yeah, yeah like how do you get this but anyway so we're really lucky but uh, hey jim when i heard the first podcast that mm -hmm. we did together yeah and as soon as it came out the gate with the music and then your voice <laughs> yeah i called potolsky i was like what did you do i mean it was just <laughs> so rich that's yeah. that's the it's, yeah. it's a, Thank you. Difference and a difference. Thank you, you know Jim. What I'm Thanks. Jim Potolsky. Well, yeah, Jim. And, and, uh, and John. So, yeah. So, it's, it's fun. And I, I'm really excited uh, for everyone who, who, who listens to the podcast. And they've been loyal to us. Say your computer. If you're a little noise in the background, it's John's computer. No big deal. But uh, it's, it's lax here. We're at John's studio in Gibsonia. We're in beautiful Gibsonia. And actually, it's beautiful. Uh, John has a club out here, Steamworks, which I play uh, from time to time. It's a real cool club. I love it, uh, and as you know, I'm a stand-up. Everyone out there knows, and and I have some shows come, some theater shows coming up. That are putting together 2024, and we have some other shows coming up here this year. But the next show for me, uh, I'd love for you to come to, is at the Ruckus Cafe on Babcock Boulevard. I'm doing a stand-up show there the night before Thanksgiving. I used to do that before because it's kind of it's the second biggest party night. The New Year's Eve, the night before Thanksgiving. So I would do it for years, and I stopped doing it for a while. And then I started playing. I played this Ruckus Cafe as a singing venue only for uh, two different types of shows for singing. And every time I was on stage singing, I love singing. It's fun. But I was salivating of what I can do with stand-up here yeah. because it's, it's intimate. It's set up. It's a cool place. And it's like yeah. John's place in the sense that it's a family kind of thing and to me, it gives a little more soul to the to the art and community vibe. Mm -hmm. It's a husband and wife. They own this uh, cafe. Yeah. They came out to Steamworks to see me too. We that's what we oh, talked. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah they're all nice great. people. I love them. And they have a it's a coffee shop, and connected is a room that holds about mm -hmm. maybe I don't know, about sixty people or so. Mm. So, I I really appreciate your loyalty out there. I mean, you, I would be nothing without you. And that's just it. I'd be talking in my basement by myself if it wasn't <laughs> for you. So I'm just saying, if, you, if you're not doing anything the night before Thanksgiving, come on out. The Ruckus Cafe, 8 o'clock. Give them a call. Go online. Ruckus Cafe, Babcock Boulevard. North Hills. Yeah, North Hills. Give them a call and you know get tickets or reservations, and, and we'll see you there. It's like I said, it's only 50, 60 people, so it's going to be a lot of family and friends. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are one of those family and friends. Because yeah. really, because this is a... a, a a really loyal community and i really appreciate that uh john is it's it's fun uh we're working with john and he's, he's, john got me into singing actually really and and uh, it, it went beyond hobby now it's more it's getting into it. i'm just getting into yeah, it man. you're working with a voice coach it. yeah I got, I got you're a, performing more than ever yeah we talked with beth the yeah. our voice because she's wonderful yep. really majorly and uh so we got we got a, a show coming december we'll talk about that it's coming up with mm -hmm. a singing show but the cool thing about john is he releases these albums from time to time and they're like personal diaries in a sense, I guess I would say, you know, his life. So I always love the lyrics and love his singing. 
his voice it's it's got little grit little earth it's you know a little grit it's a combination mm. of sinatra <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a guy who's got hit in the face with a pool cue man there you he, go. he's lived he's lived maybe <laughs> you know what i mean he's got some some there's a story there some soul going on there and John tells me he does did a country song. Yeah, and, just, you know, we're I'm just, just going to release it brand new. Yeah, I'm not the craziest about country, but I like I like some you know Chris Stapleton's kind of countryish, I guess, and yeah. I like him in in certain country songs. Uh, I like Chesney, and you know some people there there are some really good country artists out there. So I was kind of taken aback. I was like, wow, a country song, uh, and he, he just played it for me, and I, I love it. And uh, uh, Jim, we, we could play, could we play his John's song on the pocket? So we're, Jimmy's going to yeah, put this song snippet. in. So here it is. I'm going to go back to my DJ days and say, <laughs> the temperature is 52. No, <laughs> here at Corbywood <laughs> Studios. Here's our new hot single. Now, John, tell us about the song and then we'll play. Yeah, it. it's a song called Love, Lust and Wreckage. And for people that know me, uh, they may have heard that before because I was involved with an album and a stage play of a similar name, and but had never created music, you know, as a quote title track. Mm-hmm. And I had a concept for the song and brought it to uh, one of the great local young talents, Shane McLaughlin, who's a writer, performer, singer. And Shane kind of molded this thing. And then uh, with my new acoustic guys, Vento, Ziggy Hawk, and McCarthy, we recorded it. So it's love, lust, and wreckage. It's country. It's country. Yeah. It's it's kind of folk country. It tells a story. Yeah. So I like it. So here's here's uh, John Bento in his country. Let's well, so just say it's your country debut for fun. Yeah, country debut. It's country yeah. debut. Here he is. Good old John. That's what we call him. Big John. Here he is. Big John. Been out on the highway more than a time or two, I'm looking for a bottle and a place to sing the blues. Every back road bar fly calls me by my name. Every blonde bartender knows how I play the game. Well, it can't be wrong if it feels all right. Love, lust, and wreckage is the story of my life. Well, I started pretty young. I've always been mature. Tearing up the honky-tonks from shore to shining. All right. That was great. That was great. I hope Thanks, everyone Jimmy. enjoyed that. And it will be out uh, about a week or so or soon. Yeah. It'll be on all the platforms. It probably will right? be out by the time we this publish this. Yeah. Yeah. So check it yeah, out. It's go, on uh, all those streaming platforms, all yeah, that stuff. Go to yeah. iTunes and everything and, and uh, get that Can song. I just say real quick about your singing career? Yeah, man. Because first of all, everybody that knows you knows you have a heart of gold. And this isn't really uh, a mutual admiration uh, thing. Uh, I mean, we don't we do not do that. But yeah. you were emceeing a show for me, a, a benefit at the Fox Chapel Yacht Club. It has to be, oh, is yeah. it four years ago now? Probably about four years. When we and I was in the middle of multiple vocal cord surgeries. Yeah. And you were going to emcee a show with my band, the Needs Hotel Band, and mm-hmm. I could not sing. And I said, Jimmy, I'm in trouble. 
And um, man, could you just jump in? And you, I think you were, I think it was, was a twist and shout. That was your yeah. go-to. Yeah. How's this starting? And you were just starting karaoke. And, yeah. Just get and learning what you is. were like, Hey, I, I'm just kind of starting to sing. I'm and, liking it. Yeah. And I said, well, if you wouldn't mind, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to keep this show going because yeah. it was a charitable function. Yeah, Didn't want to cancel. cancel. Yeah. And man, you jumped in and with your energy and your beautiful spirit, and that just was the beginning of everything. And then you did it again for us a few months later. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when we talked. And I said, Jim, you've got the chops. Don't make the mistakes. The reason I'm having vocal cord surgery is because I did not sing properly for many, many years. And I paid the price. I, and that's what got you started with your voice lessons. Johnny, thank you. You know, it's funny, Johnny. You're right. I didn't realize that till you turned me on to Beth. Uh, Beth Clausen, she's a... Uh, voice teacher if you're out there if you have a job where you have to speak a lot or if you want to sing beth claus and oh yeah in morningside I, she's tremendous but anyway what john's saying is right because now i could i do a one hour show when i do my stand-up and before if i did an hour it was hard if i had two in a row like a next night i would have a little trouble because you know, yeah. the voice would be a little raspy lower now it's now that's not the case now i could sing also for an hour and it doesn't bother me because the, the, the breathing and it's every technique she teaches you yep. and the exercises that you have to, to learn. So I know exactly what you're saying. Now how it would, it would be the worst thing in the world for a singer. Obviously God gives you this gift to sing and it heals people, you know, entertainers. That's why we're here. That's the blessing. It's a yep. gift from God, I believe. Yep. And, and to be to share, uh, in, so here you have this gift you could share. And I would, I empathize. It's like, wow, man, that's kind of scary when you hear it could be gone. So what happened, man? Did you wake yeah. up one day and it just couldn't talk or something? Well, what happened? How this happened? Well, as you know, in January of 17, I had, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer yeah. and the, the audience the doesn't tell me. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Wild. I mean, out of the blue, I, I, I felt good. And the next thing you know, I'm uh, urinating blood. And then next thing you know, yeah. I'm in surgery, right? Real life. Yeah. Real yeah. Life. The real world. And, um, I really believe, and I'm not the only one that feels this, when you have a major surgery like that, there's a risk of nicking your, you know, the vocal cords getting damaged with all those tubes. Right. right. Now, don't get me wrong. Okay, uh, cancer versus uh, singing. Well, you know, you can get yeah. rid of the cancer and you get rid of the singing. But, And I think I got back to performing too soon, like within a few months after the surgery. And then with in less than a year, I was done. Completely How scary done. is that, man? And, uh, you know, when you're at a show, right. yeah, it was scary. And when your sound man comes up to you at a gig and says, hey, man, uh, can you hear yourself? And I could hear my, I remember the night exactly. It just wouldn't come out. Wow. Right? It just happened. You were like a mime up there singing. It just was <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And then it's, it just kept getting worse and which, worse. Which is scary, man. I thought it was a cold. And then I went to the voice clinic in Pittsburgh, which is world renowned. Right, right. I went to the NYU voice clinic in Manhattan through a connection. So, and it just kept getting worse. And it was from strain? Is that what uh, it ended up being, it was, basically? Uh, you know, I think there you was certainly the, the, the surgery, the cancer and, surgery, removing my kidney, nicked it. And then, uh, then straining thereafter. And uh, then someone introduced me to Beth. I really thought I was just done with it. And here you are, releasing uh, albums. I am, yep. It's a different voice. It's it, a much lower voice. And, you know, Beth keeps screaming at me, hey, forget about what you did before because you can't do it. it it's a, I like your voice. You know? I like the evolution of your voice. 
I brought up well, Sinatra thanks, uh, when I was saying Sinatra, but I kind of, I got maybe I threw that in because there there was an evolution to Sinatra. There yeah, was Sinatra, we get older too, was, right? There's yeah. a, when he was, his voice was younger, and I love his voice when he was older. Yeah. That's my favorite Sinatra when really? he had attitude, you know. Like, you know, I get no kick from champagne, baby. It's like he didn't care. It's like, you know, I'm I'm singing this song and you're gonna like it. Like, and there's something about that, man. Because, uh, you know, singers are storytellers. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what that's we do. What so do. here we are. And, you know, you've been nothing but a supportive. And I love seeing the progress you've made. And uh, it's just cool. It's just great. Well, you're promise. my idol. You know, you're my idol because uh, – yeah, we, we talked about women last week. We're, probably, we're going to talk oh, about boy. women all the time because th- that's we, we love women. But in, in, in I just got to tell you, ladies we. out there, I don't know what we do without you. I mean, John is my, see, John has a Michelle. I now have I have Michelle. a girlfriend, Michelle. I have Michelle. Isn't that funny? A beautiful and you, Michelle. And wait, how, for how long did you say to me, I want a Michelle? I want a beautiful you Michelle loved, like you. You loved my wife. You're I mean, a beautiful, so gorgeous. Yeah. And, Heart of gold, oh, she's so cool, everything. And yeah. now you've got a Michelle. Now I got a Michelle. She's beautiful, <laughs> so and kind, and talented. Yeah. She's crazy. She's great. She's great. She makes me laugh. I say, really, it's funny. She's one of the funniest people I know. That's great. But, but anyway, the funny thing about this thing is, I'm, I've noticed when 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 you're dating, when you have a woman, you don't have a woman in your life for a while, and you have a woman in your life. My God, there's a difference. What was going on? How horrible was it? I, I, I have friends coming up, John included, people walking up to Michelle going. You're really doing a good job with him. What am I? Am I like a pet? <laughs> You're really doing good. Yeah. He really, he dresses nice. He wears clean clothes now. Your underwear's clean. He could yeah. eat with a spoon because if you, yeah, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You're more sophisticated. You're calmer. Yes. Uh, it's just as a whole, She's, yeah, it's just uh, a different approach. I'm like, they're, was I that? They're like, he does the dishes now. People are like so proud. Like, you know, they can just do functions, normal functions. Was like, I was That's like, great. I had no way well, to do functions. He's like rebuilding me or something. You know, Jim, Women when we do were, that. They have a way know, of helping us. First of all, dating over 50 is no fun to begin with, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, then a, you kick into dating over 60. There you go. Which makes it even trickier. Yes. You're calmer, right? You're calm. calmer. You have more yeah. medications. Yes, of course. Yeah. You're calmer. <laughs> Let's not discuss some of those medications. <laughs> no, like but, that your dog takes. But, yeah, but, yeah, really, my dog <laughs> takes uh, Viagra. I mean, knows. But I... <laughs> But it's pretty. It's it's pretty cool. I must have been helpless. Though I'm thinking every time he saw, he's like, he looks great. I'm like, I'm here. You know, I could hear you talking to her. <laughs> I'm right here. But yeah, she is wonderful. No, we're both lucky guys. We are. And Jim, lucky. Jim's next. The Potolsky man's the Potolsky, next. The next yeah. Jim. The next. But it Jim. can't be a Michelle. You got to give Michelle. No, everybody should have Michelle. Yeah, I guess you could have it's a Michelle. It's a great thing. It's a blessing. So uh, this switching gears. You know, as we know, this show is basically sitting at the end of the bar with John yeah. and I, and you belly up to with us. And uh, eventually, we'll be doing phone calls, hopefully, and stuff. Now we got a major. Wouldn't that be fun? Now we got Jimmy. We could do almost anything now. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I was watching a, a really bad movie the other day, and it's just. Do you ever watch a bad movie at the beginning? You just can't stop. In half hour. Oh ahead, yeah. I just want to stop. I should stop. It was a Michael Jackson Lifetime movie. It was called Neverland, and it was written by a bodyguard. It was about like. His viewpoint, like he was a good guy and all that. Was he in it? Mm-mm. No. Not a documentary. Scripted. Oh, oh well, there, was guy who, there was yeah, an actor. There was a guy who yeah. looked like him. And, okay. And, but they yeah. tried to, you know, they portrayed him as like this regular guy. Like, really? Like, you know, dating, going out, and, you know. Because the, the documentary Leaving Neverland. Right. It's a whole different. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, let's not discuss this that. This thing mm-hmm. was, now, when I, when I was on the radio, I did Michael Jackson character, and, and it's kind of like what I was thinking of when I was watching this movie. 
when I did the character, I'd call in the radio show and I, and I would think, well, he's not really this. Hi, how are you? I just want to, you know, one day meet Tinkerbell and everything. Like, I feel that's an act and when, he, when he's off. Do you really? When he's off camera, I always thought it was like, all right, man. I got this thing. This is really good. Did you it's like see a this as it? Driver, cup guy, tough yeah, guy. Yeah, no. So it was funny. We joked, but but this movie was kind of made it like kind of like that in a tongue in cheek way. But it was very. But it made me think. Um, sorry, John. Okay, no, no, no. Say? I was just going to say, did you see this? Is it the yes, documentary? After I did. You died? I did. And he was that guy. It was oh, you're, strange. You're doing so good. And, Oh, yeah, and he was so nice to all the musicians. And, oh, he seems like a nice enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I don't want to. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Get involved with you're any in, you're, Wait a minute, stuff. you're in movies. You got movies coming you out of here. Right? I reinvented into some. I found something. You know, I love acting and yeah. um, stand up. It's basically acting. Sure, you know, to go up and do these yep. characters and when I'm doing stand up, I'm basically me but amped. 10 times yeah. the energy of who I am and uh, animated more, much more than who I am and doing impressions and things. And that's storyteller. Um, and about in four, four or five, about five years ago, mm -hmm. a really talented uh, uh, director, uh, Chris Robert, New York. Uh, he saw me and it was, it was nice enough to put me in a film with some speaking roles called another you. It's got a national release. It's on Am mm -hmm. It's on Amazon. Uh, it's like like maybe ten lines in it or whatever. But we gotta came, watch it. But he came back and said, "Hey man, you could do this. You could do this. We're gonna do this." So really, he goes, "Yeah, Jimmy, you can." You know, and it's not. It's like stand up to me. So I mean, hey, I'm not De Niro, man. I'm talking about. Yeah. I could do that little side character, you know. Uh, but the, it's basically hitting your mark, not sound like you're reading, and I do all the angles and may be able to do it over and over the same you know thing. But anyway, uh, I was lucky enough after that movie to do another movie uh, that. Uh, it's called the great one and that's going to be coming out sometime we we think in 2000, 2024 and i have about maybe 15 16 lines in it but it's it's a, it's a lot of fun it's a, it's about a clemente in a way indirectly it's really a family movie but this particular movie uh, i had no lines all lines got cut but i i end up in the movie about 30 40% of the movie i'm in by just being lucky uh, the the star is Cotter smith Oh yeah, he's. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Big league, really? and lives in Pittsburgh. Lives in Regent Square. He's a Pittsburgh yeah. guy, man. He's the nicest guy in the world, and he's in the Americans, which I watch. And you know, I was like acting when I first day of the shoot. I'm like looking up his resume. Like, oh my god, I wa I watched the American. I'm looking for him. I'm like there is Carter. So I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, man, he's he's pretty amazing. But it's a it's called Unsinkable. It was unsinkable. A, it, it was a film by Brian Hartman, Cody Hartman, uh, six years in the making, wow. you know, putting it all together. And I saw it last night. It was the opening film of the Three Rivers Film Festival, which is an amazing film festival. And to see it in a theater, I've got to tell you, it is. It's going to be. It's huge. It's going to be. It's a major. And you movie. are your your mug is all over. I am. My mug is all Fantastic. over the place. And Larry Richards is too. Yeah, oh. Larry's in the Larry's an actor and a writer also. Well, Larry's so talented. Larry's written yeah. movie. Uh, Are we gonna let's we gotta have Larry on as a guest? We're gonna get soon. Next, next show. Next He's show. He's fantastic. We'll get but so Larry's a, a, an actor. So Larry and I, we love. We're close friends, very close. Yeah. And uh, so we love being in this movie together. I was just talking about it right out here to record to Larry. I said, "Larry, it's so cool. You know, 
we always be in that movie together. It's yeah. fantastic. And the camera comes, you see our, our mugs, uh, we're playing like lawyers, and it's about the Titanic when it sank, after it sank, they have to uh, have an inquisition. They're, they're trying to see what happened, could have been avoided. Oh, and, wow. And it gets, and they cut back to the, to the sinking, the rescue part. And it looks like you're in Atlantic Ocean. I don't know if they want to be reality, but it's real. So it's there's water some serious the, effects. The, the effects are amazing. And then they cut back to the, uh, you know, the Cotter is a, a senator, and he's doing this hearing to see what happened. He's asking questions to these people, the survivors and people, you know, that, that were crew. Was this all filmed in Pittsburgh? Yes. 100% of it was filmed in Pittsburgh. Wow. How cool is that? Well, Brian and Cody will probably come on the show. And we where did you, on. where did you, what theater? You said you were at a theater last night? Pittsburgh Playhouse did the first oh. uh, showing of it ever. I just drove by that place was, this morning. I a, want to, I have not been it's there. It's beautiful. It was a premiere yeah. for that movie for their wow. film festival. Now, it's so, such a major league movie and it's done so well, directed so well. Everything's really cool, man. From costumes to everything. It was yeah. a major, like, incredible. It will get, it's going to be released. It's, Theaters, so it'll hit theaters probably, may, or, or streaming. They're, that's where the business side of it they have to work out. And then later in the year, the great one will come out. So it's a couple movies I'm in that will be coming out. And it's kind of fun because I, I like acting. I like doing yeah. you know small parts and like a character kind of acting. You can, uh, have so. you seen The Sly Stallone? Jim recommended the, the documentary on Netflix with Sylvester Stallone. Jim, that, yeah? I, w- yeah. I want to see. I, I did yeah. see a clip of it on Netflix, and I, yeah, I didn't watch it's it It's really interesting. I mean, as I in all Stallone. great documentaries, in my opinion, three quarters of the way through, it kind of it drops off. But I mean, yeah. to hear the story of how, you know, the dude was living on the streets in New York, you know, thinking up the whole Rocky thing and all that. As a matter of fact, I think we you're touched aren't, on it, I think aren't you episode. related to Sly Stallone? I mean, you have yeah. a very similar. Yeah, you mit- know, I wish it was related. You know what I mean? Like Sly. I remember watching Rocky one. That's when I first started impression. I was like 16. Oh. I come walking out. You know, I'm talking like Rocky. Like, I think I can do impress. You know what I mean? I ain't no tomato. What a movie. I know. Yeah, right. There were six of them, I guess. I had no clue there were six Rocky movies. Yes. Rocky one. They probably should have stopped after three, but hey, when you're making $100 million, how do you stop? Who can blame them? I gotta tell you, man, Rocky won. That's unbelievable. One of, the greats. one of the greats. Underrated as an actor because yeah. because he was so commercially successful, they always panned him as an actor. But I gotta tell you, Rocky won stands yeah. with anyone. I as far as an actor. Oh, I agree. He killed it, man. In Rocky two is great. I like two and three. I mean, in these two movies, this little, could set you on a whole new path. That I would mean, be awesome. Yeah. I love I love the character acting thing. That, you yeah, know, be anybody. You know, in this uh, the, the great one I play, an alcoholic. Uh, uh, Little League uh, manager typecasting. You know I can't I mean? wait to see it. <laughs> typecasting. Get the crazy guy. I you can't know, wait to see it. You know, circling back to the Michael Jackson thing, as I was watching Lifetime, I was thinking, I remember watching, going, oh, wow, man. I remember, I remember seeing, I saw him perform. I started, it made me start thinking of people I saw. What was that at the uh, the bad tour at the Civic Arena? I saw, yes, I saw him at the Civic Arena. Yeah. I saw the Jackson Five in Philly. Uh, and it may, and I start thinking of all these acts that yeah, I had the pleasure and luck and fortune of seeing by being on the radio and having opportunity. Right, because like you were this, DVE was the station yeah, on for DVE. concerts. Yeah, so, and, yeah and, uh, the Stones from the to the Who to you know to uh, Paul McCartney, Elvis. I saw Elvis as a kid. 
I was wow. like 16 years old. It was on New Year's Eve, 1976, at the Civic Arena. Wow. It was a heavy Elvis, and it was still the coolest yeah. thing ever. And I was a kid. I was 16. I was like, what am I watching? This, is the, this yeah. guy's the coolest guy ever. And I was enthralled with him. And I, I went to Graceland, man. I, you told me you went to Graceland. I went to Graceland so we'll twice. About, we'll talk about Graceland. But I was going to say, yeah. I would say that Elvis, and I saw Sinatra, but he was an older Sinatra. I saw like that late show. late 70s, 80s. Yeah. But I think Elvis may be my favorite. If I had one pick to pick, because it was really? just mesmerizing to see Elvis Presley yeah. New Year's Eve seven, as a kid. you know, Between that and Bob Seger and the Silver Bowl of Band when I was 17. That's when I saw God, rock God right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Springsteen, too, when I was like 21. But oh, those are probably tied, maybe, as the three best. And I was wondering, here's you. You're a musician. You grew up music, loving music. Yeah. Obviously, it's your passion. You, you got to have a, a favorite song or, or meeting someone and it, yeah, well, it, it live change your life or whatever, you, you know? Well, first, we were so blessed growing up in Pittsburgh with the Stanley Theater, which, yeah, as we it, learned with it, the Rich Engler documentary, right. between New York and Chicago, the Stanley was the shit, right? Perfect, yeah. It was the place. The Stanley and the mosque, in the Syrian mosque. The mosque was smaller, but mm-hmm. the Stanley was about 3,000 seats. Which is amazing when you think about and, it. Um, you know, I was so blessed in the 70s with, between my uncle, who was the county treasurer of Allegheny County, Jay Costa, yeah, senior. I mean, go. you know Jay, my yeah, cousin, who's the, the state senator. Johnny but, knows everybody, by the yeah, way. He knows know about everybody. That, He's like, he could be the mayor. So Uncle Jay <laughs> would get us tickets okay. to these great shows at the Stanley, from Frank Zappa to Thin Lizzy <laughs> to Joe Jackson, everyone in all. between. Of course, Bruce Springsteen, 1978, was just... The Darkness on the Edge of Town tour wait, wait. was amazing. Before you go on, yeah. I don't want to interrupt it. What, what did the what did you look like in the Zappa days? Did you have like long I had a fro. hair? Did you go along? Yeah, you I had, had the big, hair fro up. I had a Gino went, Vanelli. You want Gino Vanelli? I on was me? a Gino Vanelli. Yeah. Did, did you wear the shirts all the way and button on the belly button? I don't did you do that move. Think I did. Oh, that. The silk shirts. Admit it. With it's the okay. chains. It was time. Was the hey? Was the yeah? Style maybe, back then, but I don't recall you that. Were, that. You could pull that off. I I'd have to that. look at old pictures, but I I know that I had the Gino Vanelli fro. I pulled off. I tried to do the you yeah. know the the. Uh, I weighed about ninety Saturday, pounds less. Saturday Night know. Fever look. I tried that look. You know, it didn't I look may good. have. I don't recall but that. Still, but uh, yeah. I got to tell you something I just cool. Like I just fever. found out what? In, in becoming friends with Rich and Cindy Engler. Yeah, I was telling Rich about all the times That's, I was at the at the Stanley. We've had the sh- Rich on the show. We got to get him back on. Oh, I'm chatting. I'm do sure an update will. on some things. That, yeah, but anyway, good. So I told him how Uncle Jay, county treasurer, yeah. always had tickets. And when I say tickets, I mean in the first two rows. Okay. Rich so looks are. at me and he says, you know Fro? He said, up how, how, do you, you? how do you think your uncle got those tickets? I said, I had no idea. He was a big shot politician. Right. He said, no, my mother was his secretary. Oh, you're kidding. It's uh-uh. hysterical. Do you believe that? That's awesome. So Rich's mother worked in the county office building. <laughs> and and was helping Uncle was Jay dead. get these tickets See, for his for his nephews and nieces. Man, that Gino Vanelli fro I can't get out of my head. I, I had the Gino Vanelli fro shirt open, sitting in the front oh, row. Yeah. What's your favorite? Con- Do you have one that stands out? Uh, you know that Michael Jackson show. That Michael Jackson show at the Civic Arena during the Bad Tour was phenomenal. It is. I mean, he what was, a, he what a say, I performer, mean, what a voice. Else, yeah. Say he's an entertainer we're talking. Springsteen in 78, Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, the, there's a reason that they're superstars, right? Yeah, yeah. I because, like Springsteen early 90s even. I like yeah, Tunnel of Love. Yeah, Tunnel of Love was a great album. And yeah, and that was, yeah. Different tour, but different style, you know. But, you know, um, I mean, there's a, long, there's a long list of. So Springsteen would be your up there? Yeah, 78. 
78. Yeah, we're in the front row. And I got you, pictures here in the studio from that show. Speaking of which, you aren't you, buddy? You're like, we, why can't we have Gino Vanell? My man, I love Gino Vanell. Gino we could, well, Gino lives in Portland. And I had the Gino Vanelli face. Yeah, I don't for know if while. I would say I'm buddies, but I know Gino, and I was just I, with him a few weeks ago. I have photos where I got the same look yeah. with a fro like you. You and I could have been his backup singers. We could. Well, we could have been Gino's brothers or something like that. You know, Vino and Wien, you know Gino Wieno. was just in Pittsburgh a few weeks Wieno. ago. Bobby you Wieno. should, you should have heard his his voice. Sixty six years old or whatever he is, still bringing it. Beyond well, beyond bringing stop. it. Stop. He was phenomenal. <laughs> he was phenomenal. Was he? He was so cool, man. Huh? He's still very cool. He's a very educated, intellectual. Yeah. You know, I had the honor multiple times of hanging with Gino, and when he was in Pittsburgh last month, I drove him, picked him up in the afternoon at the hotel. See, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta him. get him on the show. Here. Well, we can call him in Portland. I'm yeah, sure because he, he's got get... some new music coming out. All right. Okay. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. yeah I like the dude. fact when you hear these guys, their voices are still going strong in the 60s. his voice is phenomenal that's what's so important about what we're, we're yeah. saying about you know our voices some guys hold up better than others i mean even springsteen yeah. even though he's kind of taking yeah. a break right now 73 years old right still doing three hour shows that's I, I don't know how he does it well yeah it's a gift it, it it is i remember before uh don rickles passed away you know whatever that was years ago he was touring right up to the end, actually, Rickles. But I remember they they did a documentary on him about maybe two, three years before he passed. He's still performing and still great. And um, and I remember Seinfeld said it best in the documentary. He goes, he goes, I don't know how. He said, do you? He said people don't realize the energy you have to have to push that out. Yeah. And I was thinking, I it, I said, yeah, you know, I'm thinking, wow, yeah, man, you're like in your 80s. To push out an hour on stage? Yeah. Let you're me ask you a you're question. You're fight or flight you're, for one you're hour. You're an man. established, professional, nationally known stand-up guy, right? Yeah. How would a Don Rickles do in this culture today? He kill. He kill. Seriously? Yeah. He knew how to weave. And he, he wouldn't get canceled. No, I don't. No. I tell you okay. why. Because he, he was. was he it, was, was, it was. It was tough then too. I. I mean, people forget, but he was just. There was something special about him. It's like, let's put it this way. Uh, he could cross every generation, and it was just. He was just naturally funny and he just said things funny i saw him open for frank sinatra on one of his last tours sinatra's mm -hmm. tour now frank at this point is in, in his 80s or whatever yeah and i had i was lucky enough to have like a front row seat and rickles comes up first that's 20 minutes that's just open kills i'm watching the comic going wow man he's got uh this is a civic arena okay yeah he's got sixteen thousand, seventeen thousand, whatever held back then in the palm of his hands, like it's like a little nightclub, like a little corner cafe. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, he's up now. Sinatra comes on, and they have a karaoke thing, like a, the big screen for him oh, to yeah, watch. Yeah, the the, the teleprompter. A, yeah, teleprompter. I respect that. Yeah. yeah, well, everyone uses them yeah. uh, now, but but he had this big one. <laughs> the letters were like six Ooh, inches. Yeah, <laughs> and he's in the middle of a song, you know. And so she gets on a grief for dinner at eight. Boop. Whatever, and, and it goes out. I could see it goes out. Oh. And I'm like, and he's lost. He stops. I heard about this. And the music's playing, and he starts walking in circles. He's like lost on stage. Like, you know, it's like, and in my heart, I'm like, oh my God. Don Rickles walks up on stage, says something that doesn't even make sense, but just made everybody laugh. Because it's the way he said it. He had a drink in his hand. Of like Chevis or some uh -huh. scotch, 
And it's all he did was walk up and starts laughing to get him back. And he hands, he goes, hey, Frank, could you hurry up the show? The body's getting cold in the trunk. And he hands, <laughs> just, I mean, it made us, and the whole room laughs. Yeah. So Notcher buckles over yeah. and it just took a serious moment. Yeah. And that's what comedy is, diffusing something serious. And that's yeah. what he did. He diffused he diffused things. Truly really one of the all-time not, greats. He was not yeah. inflaming. He was diffusing people to real. And he would do it, he would have done it a different way now, I believe. But I think he, I believe absolutely. I'll God bet you would gift. have uh I'll bet you enjoyed watching or you still enjoy watching those old Dean Martin roasts. I, They're the greatest. You mentioned, man. I watched them They're all. They're the greatest. Foster brother. Yeah. <laughs> I, if, if you haven't, if you're you know younger and you don't know what this is, go on YouTube, Dean Martin roast. You will see every you'll, character from Jonathan Winters. And, you'll never turn it off. No. It just goes on and it's, on and on. It's brilliant, man. Yeah. yeah. It's entertainment. And the Back in the day, man. That was that was a cool era, too. There was so much That whole Dean Martin. Oh. Sinatra and meanwhile, five. his faking to be—he didn't even drink. No, you know, when I read, well, he didn't even drink. He would like fake the old drunk thing. Well, yeah, he did. But I, there's a guy, Uncle Jimmy, um, lived to his nine and into his well into his nineties. And I go to L.A. when I do stand up. I I, I stay with Mark Eddy in his a wonderful his human beautiful being. wife yep. uh, Cindy. Another guy we'll have on the show, of course. Mark's great. So. Brilliant comedian. You ever hear him? He he's plays around here, too. He plays all over the country. But, man, you, you'll give The yourself, way he integrates music into his show is phenomenal. It's a rock and roll comedy show. Not, yeah. like nothing you've ever seen. But anyway. It's phenomenal. I stay with Mark in uh, at his house in, in L.A., in uh, Santa Clarita, where this. It's, it's like a suburb, like Green Tree for Pittsburgh, L.A., yeah. Santa Clarita. But anyway, Jimmy, uh, Uncle Jimmy, we, we had a place next to his. So sometimes if Mark's daughters were in town and I'd stay with Jimmy, I'd love staying with Jimmy. Jimmy was Myra Lansky's right hand man. No. He was the guy who ran the sands through the sixties and seventies. And it was amazing. And he would love to tell the stories. And I asked him every question. He was amazing. <laughs> like he would tell about, I'd say, well, who was the coolest man? Who yeah. was the best? Who was the best? He goes, he said, well, he goes, Frank was really big. He said, but, no one was bigger than Dean Martin. I go, really? He goes, he was the number one guy to bring in the sands, bring the most money. I said, yeah. He goes, because the women loved him and the guys wanted to be him. He said, it was one of the coolest guys. And he said, he was a really nice person too. He said, I said, who was a great, he said, Sammy Davis was the most incredible entertainer he'd ever seen. Yeah. Uh, he said, Sinatra would do his show at the sands and he would have Jimmy in, uh, who ran the whole thing put a uh, a bar on stage so frank's done with his show midnight show you know probably did an hour back then whatever they did right regular yeah. show he's done with his show and the audience is there but a bar goes up on stage whoever's playing on the strip is at the bar so you got he said there'd be nights that would go till 6 a.m there'd be frank sammy dean joey bishop whoever was hanging was going to be there and they all sit at the bar. On the and, stage? Yeah, on stage. And they tell stories and jokes. And then one guy would jump up and do a couple songs. Another one would jump up. They'd do a duet. They, wow, hey, remember could you we, imagine that? Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember we were in this club in, in Toledo on their day and back in the day. And we did this song. And they'd jump up and do the song. Jimmy said it was an unreal. Now, this is at a time where music was, they weren't lip syncing. There no. was no. No. 
It was no backing tracks. No backing <laughs> tracks. Yeah. No microphones that made it different, whatever, you know. Uh, I, so I said, who was the man? Who was the voice? Who was the one that was incredible to hear? He said, uh, he said, Nat King Cole was the well, yeah. ultimate. Like was he said, he, was, he sounded like the recording gym. He said, the others, yeah. not quite. Dean Martin did. He was great. He's, yeah. he's, he was a big fan of Dean Martin, Jimmy. But it was just cool little insight into that era, man. You I, know, it, Beth Clausen's favorite male singer of all time is Frank Sinatra. I believe it. I can she see that. loves his technique, his he, phrasing. His attitude. The whole bit. The whole yeah. deal. He, he's, yeah. Frank is the chairman, baby. He's cool. Those golden moments, cool. that age, <laughs> you know, those those days in Las Vegas will never be. Because now those shows in Vegas are all. What's well, different. Yeah. yeah it's, it's all it's, processed and. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's, it's you know it's 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 still fun, but but much different. And and we were talking as we're wrapping up the show, we're winding down here. I, I want to talk about Graceland a little bit because that was so cool, Elvis. Oh. Man, that whole thing of Graceland was both bizarre and entertaining at the same time. I and, sobbed the, the, the first time I went. Yeah, uh, it was so emotional. And then, as you know, the end of the tour is the family grave. So oh, yeah, yeah, they Elvis show you the whole deal. and his brother, yes. and mother and father, and and now of course his daughter. I, well, Sadly. I had to, uh, I had to try the, they had a diner across the street and they had yeah. the, the fried yeah. banana peanut butter sandwich that he, uh -huh. ate. I gotta tell you, man, <laughs> he was on to something. This was a great sandwich. It, uh, I mean, it okay. was incredible. I mean, I would have my cholesterol be 900 or something with it. If I ate two of them, but I ate one of them. I can, it's like a stick of butter and it's like deep fried and there's peanut butter involved. And you could get bacon or not, depending if you're healthy, if you're working out or not that week. Yeah. It, it, it's like dripping with grease or butter. But, but it was it was heavenly. I mean, come on. If you're Elvis at 2 yeah. in the morning, if I could call down in my kitchen and go, hey, baby, bring me a bacon, 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 bacon. <laughs> Okay, you got it, Elvis. What would you say? Bring me a bacon, And then that would be it. I would that was his it. thing. I would do it all the time. But I, I, don't, I, can, I can see what happened. He got out of control. He, if I oh, had yeah. a, yeah, somebody who cooked that peanut butter banana sandwich, I would have it every hour, yeah. and, I, and they would. And, and who's going to say no? Yeah, he I'm, got, you're on the payroll, right? They, 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 right? The Memphis Mafia. They're like, they want to be in brother and Sam. He gets, he yeah, gets what he wants. Everybody, everybody gets pretty better. He's very, very uh, charitable. Gave, every, gave to his friends. Well, you want a Cadillac? There's so many documented stories. Oh, yeah. that that he was. You know, he never forgot where he came from. No, you know, poverty. He was. A unique he loved his man. mother. Yes. And one of my favorite all-time Elvis things, yeah. you know, he was getting crushed in the in the press and, you know, the sexual stuff, and he's horrible and rock and roll. My all-time favorite thing is when Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan brought mm -hmm. him, you know, he's on national TV, right, right, right. and he brought him over and he said, I want to tell the country that this is a fine, respectful yes. young man. That's right, because they were, they're and right. And that completely changed. Ed Sullivan yeah. said to the world, cut the shit. This is one good guy. And, and if, if you're on YouTube uh, later, check out the duet, Elvis and Sinatra. And Sinatra. And tie it all together. And we're yep. talking about it. Yep. And, uh, so, John, I, I hope you sell a zillion copies of your new song. So you can be so <laughs> famous, we can have somebody make us peanut butter banana sandwiches every hour. I think we should do that, Jim. Uh, that'd be awesome. Let's go to Graceland, man. Let's you go, know, go with everybody you. should go to Graceland. You. Jim, have you been there, Jim P? You've never been to Graceland, oh, you and you're a music go. guy. It's amazing. <laughs> Plus, they have uh, uh, fried spaghetti, too, which is really yeah. good, too. 
Elvis had really good food. Oh, he was. How about thing. that room? I know we have to wrap the up. The jungle room, baby. Well, the jungle room, but the, the room, room where all of his, and he never discussed this, yeah. the plaques from all the charities that he supported. Oh, yeah. It was very It charitable. is beyond, it's like a warehouse filled with recognition of his charitable giving. My favorite was the geese, black belt and karate. Oh, yeah. They his videos. And oh, yeah. He's kicking like two inches off the ground, you know. God like, bless him. I got you. There's a reason he's brag, the baby. king. TCB. Yeah, he, he was rather unique. Yep, yep. It's only one. And that's there's there's only one now. It's, you only have to look back to get that one Elvis. So there's somebody out there now. We'll, we'll just look. We'll be looking back Maybe. on one day, you know, where there's Harry Styles or, or somebody, whatever. Who knows? Oh, yeah, they he's, keep making he's their great. mark. They're in the middle. They're in the midst of their careers right now. One of these. We'll find out if we live long enough. We're getting old, Jim. Oh man, I'm hoping we keep going, buddy. All right, I'm gonna throw that age away. All right, forget that age. I'm with you. Let's become, uh, you know, just turn this into a self-help Deepak Chopra thing. Throw the age away. Meditate. You know who we are. <laughs> Every. <laughs> no, man, this is uh, this is great. I'm so happy to be able to do the podcast again, and we're up and rolling. Second one with. My buddy, uh, John Vento and Jim Petolsky is our producer. John, thanks, buddy. And I love Corby Wood Thank Studio. you, Jim. Next, we're going to talk about this house and how you got this. Well, that's a long, interesting story. But you're in the flowers. you, you got to see. This looks like Phipps Conservatory. Well, you come in this place, with flowers everywhere. I don't know about that, but yeah. It's cool. I'm a serious flower you guy. You are a serious flower, I'm man. I'm a serious flower guy. Yeah. You don't hear that. Yeah. We never had yeah. that growing up in the strip. No, no, but no, no. Serious, a lot of concrete, though. A there lot was of no it. serious flower man. No one walked no. around. Going, I'm a serious flower man. No one did that. <laughs> you are. And Thanks, buddy. Very special. All right, brother. I'm Benton Jim Patulski. It is Jim Cren. No restrictions. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.